Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This one uh, was a really cool one with Timothy Denevi. I think that's how you say his name. Podcast 1264. For anyone who is a Hunter S. Thompson fan, this is a 100% a must-listen-to conversation. Basically, I mean, I became a really big fan of Hunter after listening to Joe describe uh, how much he likes... Uh, and really admires Hunter S. Thompson. I was familiar with who he was just from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the movie that came out in the 90s with Johnny Depp. I thought the movie was wild. It's crazy. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's so trippy. It's very bizarre. And to hear that this was a real person, I mean, it was enough to make you want to hear more about him. And I'd heard stories, you know, he was really quite famous when he was alive and earlier in his life. Um just a wild animal and um and yeah let's get into the review welcome to the joe rogan experience review where each week i review every single episode of the joe rogan experience what more do you want so timothy wrote a book about hunter s thompson and really goes into a lot of who he is, obviously. I mean, when you're writing a book about someone, you're going to do that. It's probably a dumb thing to say. But just, but, but you can tell with his conversation with Joe that he has such admiration for this character. But he, he didn't want to just tell the story of, like, who he was. He wanted to tell the story of, like, how he was able to create in such a way and what the work meant to him and also why his life was the way it was and why the drug abuse was there so you know if you've ever heard joe talk about uh hunter s thompson before you may have heard uh of the podcast he did where he basically read out the daily drug consumption of hunter s thompson right and it's crazy it doesn't even sound real it's like he gets up late in the afternoon starts doing blow right away he's he's getting drunk immediately he's doing i mean it's just like every drug i think he even drops acid at some point then he gets in the hot tub then he does some writing and then he does loads more cocaine then he gets to work and it's like he had to be completely fucked up a lot of the time all the time just to kind of keep this creative element or maybe keep himself sane Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is a good one for that, at least for the drug angle. And then there's another movie that's older with Bill Murray called Where the Buffaloes Roam. And that one, I mean, it shows that he's like obviously a bit of a lunatic too, but it doesn't focus too much on the drugs in that one as much as just being drunk and trash in a hotel room. And But they're, they're both very good movies. And... You know, Bill Murray was friends with Hunter S. Thompson, and I think that's a big part of why he wanted to play that character, um, because he just thought he was such an interesting dude. But, but yeah, there was something special with his writing, and uh, I'm I'm not super familiar with his writing and his articles. Um, as you know, I I really should look into it. Like he sounds like such a fascinating dude that to to not be um familiar with it is almost i mean it's almost disrespectful right if you find someone interesting you should know as much about them as you can he created some crazy stories that uh like rumors he created this ibogaine rumor 
and uh, Joe's talked about it before, but it's a brilliant story where he actually admits it and he goes, no, I know it's a rumor because I made it up. He would just say crazy things and it would, he got a lot, you know, this is way before social media. So his celebrity was just, you know, word of mouth on what was reported in the newspapers, but people wanted to know what he was up to. And a lot of times, Timothy, during this podcast, would say a big problem for Hunter is he started to become more famous than the people he was writing about. So it was just that people wanted to know what he was doing rather than even who he was talking to. Um, That's kind of unique in a lot of ways. I mean, just for a reporter to have got so famous in, in his own right, I mean, you know, it probably added its own stresses. He had this cabin in the middle of nowhere. I guess Joe went out and visited it. And uh, it's like a very secluded place where he could get a lot of work done. But it's also the place where um, he committed suicide. And the story of that is is sad, but also kind of like strangely empowering, dare I say. I don't know. But towards the end of his life, he was drinking a lot. Uh, almost all the time, Timothy talked about how you could barely understand him towards the end of his life. And I guess Joe said that uh, Conan even did a piece with him where Conan went up and they were shooting some guns near his place and you could barely understand him. There was like, it was just a shell of a man left. You know, he was tired and and it was whatever. But uh, it was it was tough. It was a difficult time. And, uh, you know, his drinking had just got to the point where it had just worn him out, supposedly. And, you know, he would spend time in this cabin, he would write, he would do his stuff, he would always often turn things in super late, and almost do it on purpose just to get a rise out of it, but, you know, his work was so valuable that the newspapers just had to put up with it, and, um, and as far as I understand, too, he, he, at the very end of his life, got on the phone with some of his family members, and that's when he committed suicide. I don't know if he did it right on the phone call, but he was, like, saying his goodbyes. He was in a lot of pain physically, um, like bad, like hip replacements and other things, and with the drugs and alcohol. I think he just wanted to choose when he went. And uh, and that's why I say, dare I say, empowering. Like you do, I don't really want to ever empower or encourage the idea of any sort of suicide, but... Um, you know, he was a unique individual and he was going to do things his way. And, and for that, you know, I, 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 I admire it in some ways, you know, he just had his route and he was going to stick to it. He wasn't going to compromise. You know, he, he had big fights even with the president Nixon. He knew he was a bad dude and he wanted to bring him down and getting him impeached was like a big motivation for him. And he really went with what he believed in. And he came up against it many, many times, you know, got beaten up by the police and just a lot of crazy shit around this guy's life and an incredible life it was too. Um, I guess there's some good documentaries about him too. I think Gonzo is one and uh, I can't remember what Joe was saying the other one is, but I'm pretty sure Gonzo is on Netflix. So check that out. I want to watch it. I need to get on and watch that for sure got to learn a bit more about this guy but what i find really intriguing and definitely during this conversation is that you know what is the so much admiration that joe rogan has for hunter s thompson right i mean a lot of people thought hunter was a genius and that's fair enough but is it just that or is there more is it that he 
had this kind of freedom to, in a sense, work against the grain of things and, and do it his own way and, and find his own path and forge his own path in a way and find the truth behind his work and not get told what to do. And even though there was adversity and, and you know, people trying to stop him and pressure him, he still carried on doing it his way. And that's that you see those similarities. Like Joe does pretty similar things in that right. I mean, he's kind of, he's definitely forged his own path and became uniquely very good at three pretty separate things. Three pretty separate different things. I mean, you could watch the UFC for years, and if n- nobody ever told you Joe Rogan was a comedian, you wouldn't know. You just wouldn't know. I don't think I did when I first watched uh, the UFC, and then he started doing Fear Factor. I don't. I don't think I knew he was a comedian. I think I knew that he had been in news radio. I'd seen that, but the, you know, I just thought maybe he did a bit of acting once. And then once I saw his comedy, I'm like, holy shit, he's fucking hilarious. This is way different than what he does in this other thing. I think there's something. I think that's why I'm so interested to know more about Hunter to see what the appeal is see what what motivating factors can come out of it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh yeah, that's that's how you want to get really good at your stuff is do a shit ton of drugs. Obviously, that's not a very good plan for the most part. But there's a freedom in it. You know, there's a freedom about doing things your way and finding what works for you. And uh, he certainly had that. And uh, it was, it made for a crazy story. So yeah, if you're interested at all, definitely check out that conversation with Joe and Timothy that I mean Tim really did his work on that and I'm I'm be fascinated to to read his book and I I definitely want to get that but anyway guys thanks for listening appreciate you peace